welcome to Timeless Treasures from God's Word, a preaching ministry of the late Reverend Howard E. Tucker, former pastor of the Calvary Presbyterian Church in Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania, whose radio ministry was heard for many years on KDKA every Sunday night. Voiced by his son, Timothy, we hope these messages will inspire and challenge you and bring many to a saving knowledge of Christ as Savior. Now, here's Tim. Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for taking the time to join us as we study God's Word together tonight. The message that I would like to share with you is entitled, Strip for Action. It's from 2 Kings 22, verse 11. It's a message my father gave on the radio some years ago, and you can listen to other broadcasts that we've done by taking your smartphone or computer. In the search bar, just type in Timeless Treasures from God's Word. Well, the story tonight takes place a little over six centuries before Christ. The kingdom of God's people of the Old Testament, the Jews, had been divided into two separate kingdoms about 350 years previously into the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. About 100 years before our story tonight, the northern kingdom of Israel had been conquered by the country of Assyria, and most of the people had been carried away into captivity. The southern kingdom of Judah was spared because of God's intervention as a result of good King Hezekiah's prayer. And we considered this some weeks ago in our message entitled 185,000 Dead Blasphemers. Our story tonight concerns another good king named Josiah. He orders the temple repaired because of its shameful condition caused by the wickedness of evil kings. While the work is being done, they find the book of the law in the house of the Lord. It is read to King Josiah for the first time. And then 2 Kings 22 verse 11 says, And it came to pass... When the king had heard the words of the book of the law, that he rent his clothes. And here we get our sermon title, Strip for Action. It was fortunate for the kingdom of Judah at this time that their king was a good one in the sight of God. For many years, godless kings had reigned over them, and God was about ready to bring judgment upon them by delivering them into the hands of their enemies. However, they were given this last opportunity under good King Josiah. 2 Kings 22, verse 2 says of him, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the way of David his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. It seems that as a young man, Josiah's first real attempt at reform was to repair the temple, which had not been cared for during the reigns of the wicked kings. He assigns the money for the work and the work itself into the hands of some of his faithful men, Verse 8 records the amazing fact that the high priest says that while the work in the temple was being done, he found the book of the law. This was about the same as a minister saying he had discovered the Bible, as if he previously did not know of its existence. Uh, There's an important spiritual truth here. When the Bible is lost or neglected, as is too often sadly true today, there is nothing left to really change lives or to rebuke sin. Lose the Bible and you lose the basis of all Christianity. When the book of the law is read to King Josiah, he is so distressed that he rends his clothes, that is, he tears off his outer garments. You know, in previous Bible stories that we have considered, the same thing happened in the case of some other men. Joshua rent his clothes in Joshua 7, verse 6. The king of Judah rent his clothes in 2 Kings 5, verse 7, and chapter 6, verse 30. 
Hezekiah rent his clothes in Second Kings 19, verse 1. What did it mean when they did this? Well, it meant that they were distressed, desperate, and at the end of their own natural resources. In the case of Josiah, he was heartbroken because he realized fully, after hearing the law read, how sinful God's people had been. Romans 3.20 says very clearly that by the law is the knowledge of sin. In verse 13, Josiah tells his high priest, Go and inquire of the Lord for me, and for the people, and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book, to do according unto all that which was written concerning us. You know, some folks don't like to read the Bible because it would show them exactly what they are and force them to let God change their lives for them. Well, God's answer here to Josiah in verses 16 and 17 is, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be kindled against this place and shall not be quenched. However, God is gracious to Josiah, and in verses 19 and 20, he makes this promise to him, Because your heart was tender, and you have humbled yourself before the Lord, when you heard what I spoke against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and curse, and has rent thy clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, saith the Lord. Behold, therefore, I will gather you unto your fathers, and you shall be gathered into your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. Josiah reigned for thirty-one years, and God kept his promise to him before his judgment fell upon his people. Isn't that wonderful? One man caused God to spare an entire nation. Well, strip for action, we have called our message tonight. If there is going to be real Christian action in our lives, we must strip away all sham, pretense, and that so-called respectable cover-up for sin. Christ told the religious leaders of his day that perhaps they looked all right from the outside, but that inside they were evil. He called them whited sepulchres. Whitewashed the outside so that it looked rather pretty, but inside there is spiritual deadness. If we expect the Lord to do anything in our lives, we must strip away anything of sin, anything of self, anything that is not of God, anything that gives God other than first place in our lives. When Josiah stripped for action, things really began to happen. He summoned the people of his kingdom and read the book of the law to them. Second Kings 23.3 says, And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart, with all their soul, to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant. Then Josiah stamped out all idolatry among God's people. You know, an idol is anything that comes between us and God, anything that regulates God and Christ to a second place in our thinking, motives, and actions. Many people today who profess Christ in our churches need to put away many things from their lives. Our God is a jealous God. Remember at the beginning of the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, verses 2 through 6, God said, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And then in the New Testament we find in 1 John 2, verse 15, saying, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. As you listen tonight, believing friend, strip away all pretense and get rid of those things in your life that are displeasing to God and to Christ, who died for you. Finally, Josiah resumed the observance of the Passover that had been neglected for so many years. The Passover looked back to the deliverance of God through the shedding of blood. How could they ever forget or neglect that? Uh, the church today had better not forget or neglect the fact that it owes its existence to the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. He purchased it and each individual believer with his precious shed blood. You can't have and you don't have Christianity apart from him in his finished work at Calvary. You can take away the founder and what he did from every other religion in the world and still have that religion left. But when you take Christ and what he did away from Christianity, you do not have Christianity left. Protestantism as a whole and individuals in the church, one by one, need to strip for action in the nuclear age in which we live. The church today needs to be warmed by the words of God in Revelation 3, verses 15 through 19. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and don't know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich, and white raiment that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear, and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. What will your answer be to that Christian friend as you listen tonight? Then unsafe friend, remember that your life is an open book before God. He sees you as you are, still loves you, and invites you to come to him through faith in his Son. Do it now. If you are a believer in Christ, then praise the Lord for what he has done for you and really strip for action to get to work for him and to witness to others that they may come to know him as their Savior, too. If you never have received Christ as your personal Savior, why not come to Jesus right now? Just in this moment, bow your head and humbly admit to God that you're a sinner, that you deserve God's wrath, you deserve his judgment for your sin. But right now, you want to repent. You want to turn away from your life of sin and follow Christ, believing he died on the cross, that cruel Roman cross, and suffered all that pain and agony and shed his precious blood so that your sins and mine could be forgiven. And he rose again from the dead on the third day to prove that everything was true. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. Trust in Christ as your Savior tonight. You can't do good works to get to heaven. Christ paid the price for you by his love and sacrifice for you. Place your faith in Christ right now.
Thank you for tuning in tonight. We hope and pray this message was a blessing to you. You may receive a free written copy by emailing us at tptuck51 at gmail.com or by calling 412-337-3858. Our mailing address is Timeless Treasures from God's Word, 147 Crescent Garden Drive, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15235. Please join us next week at this time over this fine radio station, Word FM. Till then, walk with the Lord in the light of His Word.